Hey there, how are you? So this episode has a very selfish motive for me. Uh, in this episode, I spoke with Johnny, who has a huge influence on me in terms of how I want to live my life and how I want to navigate through my life. Uh, well, I have been following Johnny since some time now, and we met back in Nepal in two thousand nineteen. And uh, well, I was very, very, very excited to have him on the podcast. and i finally had him uh and the conversation we had was very interesting it was like a one hour personal coaching session for me because i got to pick his brain and uh well i got an insight how does he go through his life how does he navigate well i got introduced to the philosophy of stoicism through his instagram and it's been very helpful for me in terms of uh my day to day life and i thought you can benefit from the philosophy of stoicism because i feel it's not very popular in uh, especially in, in in asia in india so yes i got johnny and we had an amazing conversation and yeah without further delay let's get to today's conversation Johnny thank you so much for being on the Manikamra podcast and before we start i just want to uh, like talk about what spiked my interest in minimalism and stoicism so you rem- you remember when you came to nepal and you told me that you yeah. like all the t-shirts that you have they are like same t-shirts and in gray color that got me very curious that what is the reason because i know <laughs> that uh, like mark zuckerberg and a few other entrepreneurs they also do that so i just you know i was very curious that's what got me into minimalism and then eventually i used to see your post on uh, instagram and facebook and i used to be like very intrigued by what stoicism actually is and i started reading about it i found it very uh, very interesting and that's the reason i wanted to get you on the podcast so that we can educate people about stoicism so first question is johnny how are you and second what is stoicism like basic stoicism 101 definition all right so uh yeah i've been doing great uh just came back to malaysia uh catching up with a lot of stuff but only great i mean when it's going to work and life i mean not everything is perfect but i mean it's good as it is <laughs> and it's good to appreciate it and yeah appreciate life and for stoicism i came to it about like 3 years ago uh and been and been investing a lot of time on that and what stoicism is it's philosophy it's a ancient philosophy it's created by the greek and perfected by the romans so it's usually referred to like greco roman uh philosophy it's like one of the descendant of a uh, socratic philosophy as well uh, not directly but yeah uh it's came from there so yeah it's been a very old uh philosophy and it's been used uh mainly uh for uh, cultivating virtues in life and transcendent mm-hmm. and yeah and 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 we've been using it today mostly in like uh i mean popularized like about a decade or two ago in silicon valley as well uh mainly for people to practice endurance especially for entrepreneurs who just started Uh, because they might experience a lot of hardship right so it's just like something to toughen them up and build some resiliency around that right uh johnny so before we get into like how to of stoicism i want to ask so you told that you started you came across the philosophy of stoicism 3 years ago and you have been practicing yeah. uh, stoicism so i want to ask how has your life changed in these 3 years like you know especially in terms of how do you approach your uh, how do you approach your day or how do you navigate through life i think overall the the key change that i see is a uh, level of productivity increase uh because uh it it changed a lot of my expectation about life and other people right uh i think one of the the thing that uh that is being practiced in 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 stoicism is uh 
what are the things that is in your control and not in your control. So having that uh, perspective clear, I kind of know that, okay, what is the thing that I should focus on? Like not really the things that I do not have uh, my control over, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, uh, though I don't have direct, I mean, direct control over, there might be some stuff that I have direct control over. So I work on those and overall it's just more productive and I could create more outputs. And in a way, it also helped me to not be very stressful. And at the same time, it helped me to be happier as a person because I focus on stuff that really mattered to me and overall it increased uh, the life, overall satisfaction and happiness in general. So yeah, productivity and happiness, I would say. Yeah, regardless of the circumstances and hardship mm-hmm. that might be experienced. I mean, it doesn't cure perfectly, at least for me, but okay. at least it helps a lot, you know, it's like uh, in, in giving perspective on how to live. So, you know, when you were talking about, like there are a few things that are under our control and then there are things that are not under our control. So I remember reading this in the book that you recommend, recommended to me. So there are like, uh, what the book said, there are three things, uh, three categories, basically. First is the things that we cannot control. Second is the things mm-hmm. that we can control, like our emotions, our behavior. And then the third category is the things that we have some control over. And then the book yeah. says that like one of the techniques is to uh, not bother about things that we cannot control, control the things that yeah. we can fully control. And then for the third category, internalizing the goals that we have, for example, uh, like the example, I, I'll uh, say the example that was in the book. So if you play a tennis match, then of like some degree of you uh, win, like, you know, you can control the game in terms of if you practice more, but then the, mm. your goal should not be that you should, you have to win the game. Your goal should be that you have to perform mm. your best. Right. Is, is that right? I just, yeah. just want to ask you, I've been telling this to a lot of people that, uh, you know, like, and this, this, this became uh, like, even before I started reading this book, I think internalizing the goals is really, really important because like I tell this to a lot of people that do not attach yourself to a particular outcome, especially if it's not under your control. Uh, Like, you know, getting this number of funding for your startup or uh, like, you know, scoring a job at this uh, company, all of these things, like they are, it's like to some degree, they, to some extent, they are under your control, but at the end, the decision is like the bowl is not in your court, right? So internalize your goals. Uh, don't attach yourself to this particular outcome. Like chase a purpose and not an outcome. That's what I used to say. And this book also kind of validated the the thoughts that I had. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that. And I think another way to put it is more like uh, foc- focusing on the system over the result, right? It doesn't mean that, okay, we, we shouldn't have a goal, we shouldn't have a result. Of course, we have, we need to have. And uh, for stoic individual, they also have big goals and stuff like that, right? What they want to do, you know, what they want to give, uh, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So we need to have that. We need to have an end in mind. Uh, what exactly, for what purpose that we want to do this, all this, all this stuff, right? Uh, to, yeah, to which goal. But the thing is like not to, be totally obsessed with it right i mean in the end of the day whether we achieve the goal or not it's it's just data you know it's just like yeah learn from it that's part of the process and focus on other process that we can do better like for example if i want to make this amount of money uh yeah i mean looking at the number every day it's it it doesn't help much you know it just it just stress me out and so on and it is not practical as well so okay i i want to have like more money and more sales and so on and so mm. forth. But what is that thing that I should be do, doing today? It's not clear. We, we need to define the system. For example, like, oh, if uh, I want to have like more sales, then practically it's very simple. I mean, the thing that I have full control over is not to make sales, but to do sales call, right? It, it's more okay. like a measure on this kind of system, uh, the system and also the process. What are the things that I'm doing today to actually help me to do that? So, so the same thing, if you want to lose weight, uh, weighting ourselves on the scale doesn't mm-hmm. really like, you know, like doesn't see much different, right? We don't have direct control on the weight, but we have direct control on our daily 
uh, stuff like how many yeah. times that we do the exercise, how many mm-hmm. times we hit the gym, or how many times we stretch in a week, or how 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 we uh, do our diets like cooking and like you know all these ingredients is fully in our control. So if you focus on those things that we have full control over, uh, we we make progress to to that right and mm-hmm. and yeah in case in a sense that it doesn't really actually have a direct control, I mean, direct control over the result based on what we're doing, then just take it for us data, right? I mean, like, okay, what can we do differently? Because we do this stuff that we can control, but it doesn't really contribute. So analyze and just have a, a better plans. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so your answer actually made me curious about a lot of things, especially your approach towards various things. But before that, I want to like, I want you to explain a few techniques of uh, stoicism, especially the ones uh, that you apply in your daily life. I'll tell you my favorite one, like as of now, what uh, has actually like, this is something that I think I will, uh, you know, implement for a very long time is the negative visualization. So, uh, but I want you to explain the techniques that you implement in your daily life and that have been help- helping you uh, like you know, navigate through your life. Mm, I think we can start with the negative visualizations. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it helped a lot. Like in shaping my perspective around stuff, right? Like, oh, I, I want people to say good thing about me. I want to, you know, like be lucky and all this kind of stuff. But it's not up to me, right? So it, I mean, negative visualization actually help us to you know, ground ourselves to not really have too much expectation because uh, one of the things that was sad, I think by Seneca was saying that uh, we, are, we, are, we are hurt, uh, no, we suffer in imagination more than reality and expectation is totally imagination because we don't have full control over what other people think, what other people do about us. Uh, but yeah, so to ground ourselves, we're totally in control uh, in what we do, regardless of, of the circumstance. So that kind of mental practice of next visualization, uh, thinking of the worst case and stuff like that can help like me practically like to to be able to perform in a certain circumstances that might not favor me, but I may, may be able to overcome that in one way or another. So negative visualization is one. And I think to take that to a further extent, uh, Tim Ferriss has a good model like around this. Uh, he created this framework out of uh, negative visualization and it's called uh, fear setting process. You can check also if you have a TED talk on that. So basically it's just like, yeah, uh, what are the things that you're scared of? Like what's your fear? And okay, you list it out and then what can you do to prevent that fear from happening? Let's say uh, I'm scared of losing my job and how to prevent that? Obviously it's like, oh, uh, I need to prepare uh, I need to work harder in my job and, and stuff like that, right? And and okay, prevention is there. And then what is the other thing that we can do is if it happened, how can we repair or minimize the impact? And and that may be okay, like uh, have an emergency fund and stuff like that, right? So it can last uh, longer if this would happen and before I could find a new job, so on and so forth. So, so yeah, so it's just to put our fear into... Uh, it's just to look at it and really analyze it. What are the things that we can do if these things happen? Because fear is totally irrational. Like, yeah, it's totally irrational. Uh, uh, one of the U.S. president, he also said, like, the only thing that uh, we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, yeah, so challenge our fear and just see what thing we can do. And one, we can see clearly, okay, this is what I can do to prevent. What is the thing uh, that I can do to be repaired? then we're more calm. So to this day, like I'm less scared of fear. <laughs> like uh, before, I mean, one of the common and silly thing that I used to have, it's very common, is I was scared of dark. Like uh, at home, when I go downstairs to the kitchen just to take water, I might be scared. Like, oh, there might be ghosts or some stuff. But practicing stoicism, it's just like suddenly, it's just like, I don't, I'm not scared of it anymore, you know? Like, oh, if it goes calm, I just scream. And yeah. So negative visualization, hey. thing, uh another one that been impacting me a lot is 
uh, practicing, you know, like this memento mori thing. Memento mori it means like uh, remember you will die. So uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the practice, but it's not to kind of make it feel miserable that oh we'll die, but it's just a reminder like to live because uh, we. I mean, one of the thing, I think Seneca said it's. Uh, I think it's Seneca saying that we, we have a lot of time to live, but it, we just waste a lot of it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So it is just stuff that I, been thinking. Okay, the last day of my life, what I would be doing, what would I not be doing? Like, yeah, all this stuff. So. I mean, I'm not perfect. I mean, I, I do still waste time one way or another, but but this helped a lot. You know, like uh, you know, like how I shape my conversation with other people, uh, to lead, like, yeah, to to be more kind with other people. And and example, like if it's the last day in my life, like would I want to spend time doing certain stuff or being with certain people, right? Be more authentic with that. And also, it come to another extent, like okay. If uh, this is uh, the last day of my life, uh, who would I want to spend time with? Let's say my family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I would might drop them a text and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and, and and just to yeah be authentic with uh, what I have to say. So <laughs> so if if I die, I don't have regret, you know. And another one is also to start thinking: what if it's the last day of this person's life? We cannot predict, right? Like mm-hmm. the world is uncertain. We never know life is uncertain. So, Absolutely. for example, if someone like being unkind to me, would I want to shout back? But you know, like yeah, like if if uh, one is not worth the effort. Second is that mm-hmm. uh, if this is the last day of this person' life, would I want to leave that impression to that person? You know, so I don't want that to be the last memory. You know that causing harm to a person that doesn't mean that okay i don't give people feedback i do <laughs> but okay like just senseless criticism that is not useful it's not worth it you know mm-hmm. you know uh one yeah, of the greatest things one of the greatest fears that i used to have uh was and i think a lot of people do have this that my parents will die someday i love my parents right uh so but during like after this covid happened i came back from nepal then like it mm. took me some time but then i i embraced this thing that everyone here is a mortal including my parents and they have to die so um, i embraced this thing that they'll die someday and then i should make the mm. most out of the time that i do have uh, on this on like on earth on in this life and same goes uh, for my parents, like, you know, I should make the most out of it. Right. Uh, Johnny, so you're talking about the regrets. So I want to ask, like, if you die today, would you have any regrets? Mm, I cannot think of any, I mean, I might, but I, <laughs> I, I don't want any, to start. Right? I, <laughs> just asking. I, I, yeah, I know. Like, but I, I don't know. I, I cannot really think of anything. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm ready for it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's not like, okay, like I'm obsessed that I, I, I want to die or something. There's a lot of stuff that I want to do while I live. Right. Like I have mm-hmm. a certain goal and mission that I, I want to do and I want to achieve it, but I don't hold attachment. You know, it's like, uh, I think part of the practice of stoicism is that, I mean, if it's your time, then, it's your time, right? Like mm. we have to go, right? But it doesn't like, but, but like it is not really to validate, okay, like, oh, I should end myself in a way, right? Uh, stoicism uh, is against that. Uh, I like one of this saying, it doesn't directly come to stoicism, right? But it's like, it's from one of the movies, it's called Rome, uh, HBO series. He was uh, like this, that, that guy is like, his whole family died and stuff like that. And people ask him like, why, why are you still living? Why are you not suicide? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he was saying that, oh, I only pray to the God of death. Uh, if he doesn't come to me yet, there must be a reason. So my mission is not over uh, in a way. And, and uh, yeah, so 
so so it's 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 just like that if we live then there must be something that we you know it's like uh stuff that we we need to achieve uh we shouldn't hasten that but if it comes then yeah <laughs> you know uh like just just yeah just not to be obsessed with it but like okay if we it come it's come because there's a lot of stuff that can happen that we don't have control over right about life like uh i mean with all this coronavirus is one but it's not may not be the deadliest thing but like for example like uh natural disaster you know true true yes like yeah so so i used to have this experience uh around the time that i worked with you uh, i stay in philippines right mm-hmm. and the moment that i start like uh the year moving to philippines i before i even start like before i arrive on my college like uh her name is Jessie she's actually sent an article saying that oh uh you know there's actually a forecast that an earthquake should happen in this the past few year but it didn't happen yet and this is the biggest earthquake in every 500 years mm-hmm. and it could be around the corner you know it's like uh, it could come like 7.0 8.0 or maybe worse i don't know it's just people are freaked out it's like uh some people I mean, see it as like a doomsday or something you know okay. and it's crazy and uh and and me i don't want to live every single day that you know being scared of an earthquake that it might mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. because it is just stressful it's just not productive right uh you know that okay it's like it's coming so so this practice has actually helped me a lot it's just like yeah i mean if it comes it comes and uh what i can do is to prepare myself right to to not be scared of it to not uh i mean practice mortality like daily mortality is like actually help like to not be scared of that in a way and and just prepare like what are people what do people do when earthquake hit you know <laughs> because i'm not from a country that like uh uh it's uh earthquake it commons mm-hmm. and apparently i didn't <laughs> so it's dumb <laughs> but oh it did not come. but the thing is like yeah but it's like a like about 10 months later an earthquake did happen not that drastic earthquake but it's like 6.3 still heavy so mm-hmm. i was in uh, our apartment and it's on the 27th floor yeah i remember and it starts shaking and stuff like yeah it is crazy but but the funny thing is that when it happened i i wasn't panic like uh, i was with other two college we were staying in the mm-hmm. same uh, uh, apartment Mm-hmm. and we ran down uh, the exit and that moment i was so i remember i was so analytical and i'm just not scared and it's mm-hmm. like guy let's move this way let's go here let's go here uh take the stair and you know but part of me is also excited it's like yeah i mean <laughs> i've been <laughs> prepared for this come. now it's coming <laughs> yeah, yeah all my yeah. preparations is not run. going to win <laughs> hey exactly so 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 it's silly but we get out and then it's like hey guys like let's move here we we stand too much too close with uh with this very tall building and like that right so it kind of uh i've been rational i'm not like fear crying and just like out of panic i'm just mm-hmm. totally uh calm and just can can make a rational decision in in that moment and i think it's pretty interesting but just like uh i i feel like that is one of the thing that we are it's one of human biggest fear uh i think in some culture talked to anyone about that because yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's not good right but the thing is like yeah it's a fear but when you are able to conquer that like the fear of it it just it's just powerful you know you can do a lot of stuff i remember you telling me that the earthquake was like it became so common in manila philippines that sometimes people don't even bother like you know even when there are like like earthquakes of small magnitude people don't even bother mm-hmm. uh that you know an earthquake yeah. is happening or we should go downstairs or something people don't even bother uh and yeah i do agree with uh, johnny with what you said about the like you know that you, you are a mor- that you uh, you feel that you have been prepared for your death and before we get into your like you know personal navigation and everything i want to ask you johnny what are the like what are a few myths around stoicism that people have or you know if someone who does not have the full knowledge what are the myths 
that a person would come come across uh, in stoicism uh, i think commonly it just i think in vocabulary wise uh, stoicism i mean it has different meaning if you capitalize the s and not capitalize the s right or mm-hmm. the word stoic for example if it's capitalized the s and not at all like if you use it as an adjective okay. uh, so it, it has different meaning one is about the philosophy right the one with the capitalized or a student of this uh, stoicism philosophy but if you uncapitalized it has a totally different meaning not, not like not too different but it just can be misunderstood it might mean like oh someone who suppress the feeling so it doesn't mean in a good way right uh, the word stoic sometimes people use to refer to a person who you know is like angry but not willing to show <laughs> yeah like, like being emotionless or yeah tone toning down the emotions or you know like not exp- like without any expression right yeah, it's like an asian dad in a way like you know it's like not really having expression <laughs> very, and stuff like that that's, just... that's a very apt uh, that's a very apt example <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's just like that so so it's, it's not like that for for stoicism uh like a person who's practiced stoicism right and into their daily life they don't suppress emotion they just you know like feel cool with it like the idea of stoicism is not to reject emotion uh but it is to cope up with difficult emotions that that's the thing that it should be about it's not to reject emotion entirely and all this stuff but it's actually yeah i mean understand that we all feel feel emotion and apparently it's like we feel some a, a bunch of that is pretty destructive right but the philosophy is there to actually help us to cope with that emotion cope with loss cope with grief grief uh, and and mm-hmm. so on and so forth right so so yeah so 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 that is the most uh, misception is the thing that is about uh having emotion is just not like that uh but it's about to have a healthy connection with ourselves and 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 our emotion uh so that we don't self destruct ourselves in a way uh johnny so when you you remember the example that you gave before that if someone is let's say someone is abusing you if someone is saying something bad to you you think that do you know should you reply to this should you uh say something bad to this person in return because you know me, what if this is the last time you are meeting that person and this is not the impression mm-hmm. that you want to leave on that person uh johnny i want mm-hmm. to ask how has your uh like the way you communicate verbally and non verbally how has it changed i am sure the non violent communication part uh like it ha- it would have become very prominent after you started uh following the philosophy of stoicism so how has it changed mm-hmm. your communication verbally and bo- non verbally both i think i think partly is not to show my emotions into what i say it doesn't mean that okay i don't express emotion i do mm-hmm. but what i mean is more like to show destructive emotion into conveying my thought and feeling for example if um feel like i'm angry and stuff like that right mm-hmm. it is more like understanding okay why i feel angry you know why why i feel triggered by this and it's actually lead to a deeper answer which is not about other people it's about myself right about my expectations towards stuff mm-hmm. so it 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 kind of deepening into more like a self awareness in general it's just like yeah, yeah self awareness not about what i know about myself but it's also how I impact other people around me, right? In the way I communicate and stuff like that. If they react a certain way that making angry, then yeah, like why do I feel angry about this? You know, about how people talk to me and stuff like that. Should that should that bother me or not? Like you know, it's like that. That is more like a internal assessment when it's come to uh, my own commun- communication when I have a certain kind of feeling or trigger uh, mm-hmm. with the other person. Then I'm kind of like, yeah, what's wrong with me to feel? uh yes another one is to to get more accountability into in, in myself in saying what i have to say this applying to job for example mm. uh my working in the past years it just 
to me, I'm quite, uh, I mean, I'm, I grew up in a culture that's more conflict at first, like not really into like having conflict or having a fight with someone. Yeah. And that comes sometimes it's just like avoid conversation, you know, especially conversation that I need to have with my team, uh, et cetera. And yeah, especially when I was leading a team and stuff like that. I wasn't keen, right? I mean, naturally, but I think this actually helped me to kind of like feeling like, okay, it's not, I mean, it's, I'm not doing my job if I don't say this, you know, if I don't point out the issue, even though it make me or the other person uncomfortable because it's is important in our job because the, the, the thing is very important in stoicism is about like, you know, what are things that you can control and actually work on that. And if saying this is under my control and I don't do it, then I'm not doing my job in a way. Right. So, 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 so yeah. So it made me more productive in, in what I do, uh, in, mm-hmm. in what I need to communicate and request from other people if I have to, because it's not their fault if they don't do stuff for me because I didn't ask them. Right. Yeah. So Johnny, yeah. in terms of your uh, corporate life, uh, do you feel that stoicism has, uh, you know, made it better? Like being a team member first, being a good team member, or being a even even a, being a good leader. Do you think how has it, and do you think if it has uh, affected your life in terms of your professional life in a better way? Mm, I think it doesn't really matter to be honest. Like whether you're a team leader or a team member, like. It, it, it just helped in general in mm-hmm. the way you operate to be uh, more productive uh, in general. Uh, Tim Ferriss, he, he has a saying that like stoicism is actually a, an optimal operating system, uh, how you operate in your daily life. And it just, to me, it just made me productive in like uh, doing my job. It's just like, you know, like clearly understand, okay, what are the things that I can control and just work on that. It's just that's okay. like very mm-hmm. simple. And and the thing is like when we have different role in life, we have different line of responsibility that is totally under our control, right? Let's say mm-hmm. if I'm a team member, my job is like, okay, like uh, I need to work on this report. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I need to report to my manager and stuff like that. I mean, all the stuff that I have to do. So it keep me accountable. For example, my uh, I wouldn't want to kind of like uh, uh, being pointed out, like I didn't do this, do that, right? It's an internal responsibility in a way that I have to work on that. And if I'm a leader, for example, my role is different, right? Well, I can... For example, I don't have control what my member would do, okay. but I'm in full control on what I do to them, like my coaching, my meeting and stuff like that. I need to prioritize. If I don't do that, nobody else do. Then, I mean, ultimately, it's the most important thing that I should be doing. Right? I can control that. And mm. uh, from what I, I've learned in, in uh, some teams uh, from the organization you to work with, right? It, it's like sometimes we are too obsessed with the outputs like oh the number of you know growth of the organization and stuff like but as a leader we don't have direct control over that our job is to lead the team and it's direct control right so work on that so so that's why i would say whether team uh, members and team leaders whatever stage you're in in life uh definitely it, it it's it's help like to be productive and really define what is that important thing that we should be doing this philosophy might not be for everyone but i mean using it right actually might help like a lot in being productive in general in yeah yeah 100 percent, johnny and you know this is going to be my take back one of the take backs from this conversation that whatever your members do that's not in your control but what you do to them is in your control. And, you know, the way you coach them or the way you communicate, the way you delegate the work. And I think this, I like, I'm sure this is going to help me a lot. Uh, and Johnny, as you said, you know, we should focus on systems and not on outcomes because a lot of them are not in our control. And I, I fully agree with that. And I do think that it also adds, uh, you know, like this, this line would add, 
lot of value to my life and anyone who is listening to the conversation uh so johnny a bit of uh, about like minimalism i want to talk to you about because i'm still curious uh, that you know what's the real why of like what's the why of uh, your minimalism i'm sure because i remember you have a count of the number of things you have uh you wear the same uh, like same t-shirt like you know various t-shirts but same design and everything so i want to ask you what's your why of this and how how has it been helping you uh, in your daily life i'm not too sure if i would call myself minimalist like i'm i'm still working on that and i i don't know what's the the what is it like the i mean it's the idea that i'm trying to live to work but i'm not mm-hmm. sure if i would consider myself one at this point okay. uh but yeah i mean i started dumping out everything i mean like two years ago and just stuff that it just yeah it doesn't help it's just like so so cluttered in in my life and it's just like i i don't want my space to be like that you know uh stuff that i don't care and it just i, I just want to empty my space so that i, I it's like if we declutter our, our environment in a way it helps us to think better right uh, at least for me So I'm kind of like yeah I mean all this stuff that I don't need I just do, should dump it away I just donate to some places especially clothes oh my god it's just crazy So <laughs> so yeah uh it helped me in yeah in in just to be more conscious on the things that I have uh financially it does help as well I mean not to Absolutely. go crazy it's just like yeah I mean you get yeah. paid today and just like yeah go shopping online shopping and all this stuff it's like I I wouldn't yeah. want that like I haven't bought t-shirt for like 2 years. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that I should save a lot. Like now I wouldn't go for some of I go to the mall. I I don't do window shopping for clothes for example because mm-hmm. I know that okay, uh, I mean having this kind of clear kind of uniform it kind of help like I I'm not going to buy a t-shirt from a different brand. I'm not going to buy a t-shirt uh, with a different colors for example. Mm-hmm. So kind of like it stick with this, you know, like formula. So if I'm gonna buy and buy the same thing and the same thing, I can still use it. So why bother, right? <laughs> so, <Okay>. so, <laughs> so, so yeah, stuff like that. And and another one is that kind of. I mean, it doesn't always win the temptation, but it, it does help a lot in kind of reflecting of what I want before. For example, uh, when I want to buy something, I just not just buy directly, but. Have a moment, pause, and just to think. Uh, if I buy this, what does it look like in three months? What does it look like in six months? What does it look like oh. in one year? Do I still use that? Right. So, so yeah, and and that is kind of hope, like to kind of like before I, I accumulate a certain item that I would think. Another one that I do, I mean, I do online shopping. It's like. recently quite a lot they just moved back and i know that i yeah you are in malaysia stop. shoppers paradise yeah just just back <laughs> so 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 i i bought a few stuff like like uh uh some gym equipment and uh, i bought some few decorated item online stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, what i try to do is like before i buy it just leave it in the cart for a few days okay and just like You know, just like oh, I want it and just buy directly, but it's just to leave it there for like twenty four hours, forty eight hours. Do I still want to buy that in the next few day? Then I can think at least more rationally, uh, in a way. And I came back and look at all the stuff in my house. It's just like I mean, especially in my closet, right? There are a lot of formal clothes, mm-hmm. uh, that I have. Uh, before I I was thinking that okay it would be good for, to wear that for office but I don't go to office anymore another one is like our office uh, do not require to wear like you know it's like too formal mm-hmm. I mean I can just go and wear a t-shirt right so I don't really use it so I kind of like yeah maybe I should keep it uh, just in case so I'm still working on that I'm removing stuff like this I counted stuff I have it's like close to two hundred. and might oh, uh without counting I, some of the consumable item like mm-hmm. uh grocery and stuff like that it is like 194 or something 
So I documented all that. So now I'm, I'm starting to kind of like, okay, I own this. Uh, when do I get out? What are the stuff that uh, is underused? And if I have new item, I need to record it there. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not so full-blown like uh, minimalism. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good idea, but I'm just, like, I'm just using it to kind of understand like my own need. What are the things that I need? If I need it, like, if it make my life happier, then why not, right? And I, 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 think, I don't think minimalism is about having little mm-hmm. as possible, but it's more like, yeah, to have so little so you have room for the stuff that you care and live more. Yeah, One thing but, that but it, usually it can can go yeah. off track. It's just more like, oh, I I have more item than you. Oh, you have less item than me. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Like True. I think different people have different needs. So, yeah. One thing that it does to you, so whatever you're doing, like, you know, tracking all the things that you have, uh, I think it just connects you more with yourself. It You know, you, you become more self-aware and you get a better understanding of yourself. So that's one of the things that it does to you. And Johnny, uh, my like follow-up question to you is, what's your relationship with money right now? And like, what's your approach towards capital building and all of like the financial aspect of life money is cool <laughs> i would say <laughs> but a bad bad master right i mean yeah it is it's a good tool but a bad master so uh i i i do work on accumulating more stuff like that right i mean i mean that's why i still have a job and that's why i work on start new projects stuff like that so mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean it is good to have because like people say, uh, I mean, money does affect happiness. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Only to a certain extent, right? Exactly. To a certain I, I, extent. But it is good. Yeah. And I mean, they're saying that it's like, oh, money is the root of all evil. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> uh, it's really, it is, it's deep rooted in our personality, right? I mean, our characters, if we work on that, then it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, money doesn't really it's, it's not evil but it's only reveal uh, the deepness in ourselves right <laughs> yeah it, like it's, it's only real money powers yeah. and all this stuff yeah we, so, yes. so I have no problem I, I'm not like oh it's like money is bad I don't want to I mean it, it does make my life and I mean if I have more money I can give more right I mean for my family and some other people true, and true true uh, clear out all my stress i mean maybe i can hire someone to actually do some of the work that i don't like i can just like you know like uh uh open my business so like in in a certain way so i don't have to for someone Mm -hmm. uh stuff like that maybe i can choose someone to work with and stuff like that so so yeah i mean i'm i'm totally cool with that but like not not like okay chasing money uh, because I want it, but it's more like, does it align with my uh, core values? And what is it that I'm trying to achieve in, in, in wanting that, right? So so it's not like money is a goal, but money is a tool that I want to have so that it can enable me to uh, live differently or more comfortable or satisfied. So something you said, Johnny, it's a, like money is a tool, not a master. I like totally agree with this. And can you explain this more for our listeners? It's actually a quote from somewhere. I totally forget. <laughs> it's quite, yeah. But, but it's just like this, like, so, so, so I think uh, a simple analogy of thinking about it, it's just, let's say our phone, uh, our smartphone, right? The thing that we own the phone, but sometimes it's actually owners, you know, because we cannot let it go. Right, true, uh, true. We feel the responsibility that I have to hold it. Uh, I need to check my message and stuff like that. So having more stuff in our life doesn't necessarily mean more freedom. Uh, it actually means more responsibility, right? So for example, like if you have, we have a lot of stuff at home, we are responsible to actually clean it up like regularly and stuff like that. So by, by what I mean, is like not to have it owners, it's not to dominate our, our decision-making and stuff like that. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, I mean, when I would want to choose to do something, it's not like money is the first thing that comes into my mind, but like, uh, 
uh, let's say for example now I do content creation and stuff like that. I haven't actually have anyone like to actually do sponsors for me, but at least the ground rule that I have for myself is that I wouldn't accept any sponsorship that doesn't really uh, live up to my personal value. Let's say for example, like uh, cigarette, alcohol and stuff like that, right? It's not like I, I do drink alcohol, but like I do, do not want to enforce it in a way, stuff like that, right? If it's stuff that I truly don't believe in, then I would just say, no, it's not just because of money, for example. If uh, money is the only thing that actually outline uh, the guideline of our decision, then it's only that money that we have, we lose everything, you know? It's like we, it, it, it causes huge, <laughs> you know? So uh, there's one thing in Stoicism that was saying that uh, if it doesn't harm your characters, it doesn't harm you. Uh, things said by Marcus Aurelius. So characters to me is should be the biggest thing, right? If we sell our characters for money, I think, yeah, it, it just does not great. <laughs> I, I don't want to use a word for that. So yeah. <laughs> Beautiful answer, Johnny. Your answer reminds me of something uh, like I was a child back then. I was very young. So I used to watch a lot of cricket and one of the team, like one of the players of a team, South Africa, his name was, uh, his, he still plays, his name is Hashim Amla, right? So uh, uh, an alcohol brand sponsors like their t-shirts and everything. And then for every, like he, on his t-shirt, the logo, like the logo was not there, right? And per match, he, he was fined like some thousand dollars just because he did not agree that, you know, uh, on his t-shirt, there should be a logo uh, of, of an alcohol brand. And like my respect for that That's person. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like it became like, like a, many folds after I got to know, because the, the fine was humongous. And I, like, I used to wonder, I, I was like, I was what, eight or nine years old. I used to wonder, you know, why is that? Why wouldn't he want uh, an alcohol like it's just a logo I used to wonder but then what you said it it really resonates and it really uh, like it's very mm-hmm. like I do agree I, I even I think if I would have been in his place I would have done the same uh, so Johnny That's like cool, this yeah. just just uh, I'm very curious you talked about your core values what what are your core values uh, core values I mean it's a lot of stuff I mean like uh, core value can can be for someone in the sense of the mission that I try to live up to. It's more like uh, one is education, right? I value learning, right? Uh, I value learning and all this kind of stuff uh, to enable people to live the best mm-hmm. life. Uh, that is one, and another one is uh, happiness in general. Uh, I want to actually help people to. Uh, find a way, you know, it's like to be happy in a way. Like how I find stoicism is actually make me happy. Like it's not okay. to preach that, but it's just to to encourage people to to be happy in a way. So happiness to me, it's my own core value is to uh, live like that in a way it's make me satisfied. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, not because other people tell me you should do that and you feel happy. Uh, yeah, that that is second one, and yeah, there's a bunch of others like living honestly, authentic, and yeah, and be optimistic in a way. <laughs> and it was like negative visualization and all this kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it's actually like practicing negative visualization actually helped me to see stuff more positively. Mm, cool. uh, so so I like seeing stuff. Like, you know, it's like being more positive in the environment and, and yeah. And most importantly, uh, the core value is my characters, you know, <laughs> what, who I am as a person, yeah. my, my, yeah. And all this kind of stuff, like what I do, my action and all this kind of stuff, it's all matter, like, uh, in, in the sense. I think you become more grateful towards things that you have to, towards uh, towards your life. Uh, and I think th- there's this one thing that I read that if you want to uh, 
live a happy life start wanting things that you already have and that really resonated yeah. with me i i that was beautiful that's a beautiful line and johnny uh, so one of the things that i <clears throat> like that i do uh, so i read and i have been doing this before i you know started reading about stoicism so what i do that i don't eat like you know in like after some time like i eat when i am very extremely hungry i don't do this every day but i try to this do this like twice or thrice a week that i'll eat only and whenever i'm like extremely hungry because uh, and this is something that i read in the book as well that you need to have this temporary uh, like temporary incidents temporary like uh, scenarios you, you need to live a suffering? temporary yeah yeah, yeah th- that's the word i was looking for temporary sufferings you need to do that uh so i do that like i i just eat when i'm extremely hungry i uh like i do fasting of 20 24 i i know it's not a lot but still for me it's uh like i feel very grateful after i eat after 20 or 24 hours i feel very grateful towards uh the food i have and i like enjoy eating that food so that's something i've been doing uh and johnny i have like last two questions for you like a ending note so if someone wants to start stoicism at like right right now or just want to get more aware of it where should that person start from like what 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 would what would be the first steps towards stoicism mm i mean reading books <laughs> uh yeah so it it's a it's a philosophy so it require you know like reading and thinking yeah so Yeah, start reading about it and mm-hmm. having more time to think about it. It's like we, we don't have to read in a rush in a way. I mean, one page a day is still cool. Mm-hmm. Just read and just think, you know, how that actually how 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 what's the meaning that you see from this applying to uh your current life right now or what's happening today and stuff like that. So reading definitely and you can do it in many way uh I mean, you can read the 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 remaining works of Stoicism that uh, still exist until today, like uh, mm-hmm. Meditation by Marcus Aurelius, uh, Letters from a Stoic by Seneca, okay. and Discourses and Enchiridion by uh, Epictetus. So these are there are three of them as considered as like the 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 Stoic sage, like top three. Uh, I think one is the role they play. Another one is because, uh, pretty much like their work is the one that existing in our today's world. Uh, because the Stoic philosopher they 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 write a lot. Uh, but usually they don't write for themselves. Like, I mean, to publish a book and stuff like that. Like Marcus Aurelius' book is his own personal diary. Seneca's uh, book is actually a letter he sent to his friend, and then somebody's actually consolidate that and become a book. Uh, Epictetus' book so is pretty much like a, uh, a notes from notes like notebooks from uh, his student, and then his student made it share available for other people. So so yeah, I mean start with those that would be good. So you have a more uh, foundational uh, way of thinking it. And uh, some modern day writer that you might want to look at is uh, Ryan Holiday's. Uh, he wrote a bunch of books on stoicism. Some of it is not like directly about stoicism, but a lot of inspiration is actually from it. Like Ego's the Enemy, Obstacles Away, uh, Daily Stoic, a very good one that one of people like read one page a day and reflect. Like, I'm doing that right now as well. Okay. Uh, I read a bunch of those like many times, and uh, another one is Donald Robinson's. Uh, he wrote a bunch of books, like uh, the, the very good one that I read is uh, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, mm-hmm. and yeah, and William B. Iwin. Uh, something about good life. Uh, his book, yeah, a, a guide, also a very a good guide, one. The one a, a guide to the good life. The book that you recommended me, the ancient art of stoic. Yeah, I only read that like few months ago. Like I, I yeah, should have read that really like good. so much now. It's a very very good one. Right. Uh, you know, so I was reading this almanac of Naval Ravikant, and it says that if you want to understand anything, even let's it be 
economics or math you need to know the foundations of it because if you don't then you know it, it's just you are doing everything in the air like you know you're not actually getting it you're just uh, putting it in your mind and you will implement it that for some time and then you'll forget it but if you understand where has it come from if you understand how uh, you know what were the theories what failed what did not so you know you'll have a better understanding and probably uh, have that for for your whole life right uh, and yeah. yeah so you're talking about Ryan Holiday uh, his book i think it's called stillness that's in my like that's the next book that i'll read Genesis like it's, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one yeah it's in my uh, reading list uh, anyway johnny my last question to you is like i just want to know the book recommendation not related to stoicism but general book that uh and i know like you know different books help different people but what are the books that you think everyone should read oh that's is hard man <laughs> uh i mean not necessarily about stoicism but like marcus aurelius meditations i think whether you're interested in stoicism or not like i think it's a powerful book to read uh yeah because it just guide you like you know it's not guy it's just like you know trigger the thought about what you think about life uh with this you know it's like enormous wisdom and i think that is really cool and it's read by many people that is very powerful across history uh like fetrick no no not not fetrick nature it's like uh, fetrick the great uh some us president i think like uh in a way what's his name I forgot Tito Rossman uh JK Rowling also read that uh, a bunch of powerful individuals actually have it in there uh themselves and keep it and read it uh every now and then i think it's very very good book and it's it's the book that is written as a diary and it lasted for 2000 years and it must be some value to that right Yeah. So, yeah, it's a powerful books. Uh another one is uh Eo Zanetti Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. I think it's good because like uh we're living in a world where, you know, it's like uh the rise of narcissism, like yeah, it's like everything is about us, the me generation and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. And I I think good is to have it into perspective and just start <laughs> uh seeing our ourselves uh and practice humility and stuff like that uh another great book is uh, sapien by oh. uh okay. you will know harari yes yeah it it's totally shaped my uh dimension and how i think about stuff as well mm-hmm. and another great one that i've seen like uh the almanac of novorovikans yeah it's actually uh, i just free. read that like uh yeah it's amazing books i think it's a lot of pieces of wisdom uh there uh and it's a good a great one let me think of another one yeah th- that's a book that i think i'll read every year because uh so i believe when you're reading you get you, you like you pick some things and then when you read it again you pick different things So I think uh, the Almanac mm. of Naval Ravikant is something that I read every year. Uh, another book that I want to add is uh, Thinking Fast and Slow. I think that's an amazing book. And if, you know, I haven't if, read that one yet. If if there's just one book that I have to recommend, that would be Thinking Fast and Slow. I absolutely loved it. Talks a lot about yeah. human cognition and why we do what we do. So that's an interesting mm. read. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And another one that I think that uh, we should read is uh, "Essentialism" mm. uh, by Greg McKeon. It's a great yeah, one I as well. About that. And last one is "Obstacles Away" by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's pretty much. It's really depend on what a person like want to develop in their life. I mean, maybe in health right. and, right. and and work and stuff like that, or leadership. I think. it's all different like based on what we learned but i think this list might be applicable for for most of us in a way right uh johnny thank you so much for such an insightful conversation is there something that you want the listeners to leave with uh, i was just learning 
keep learning. I think all this uh, foundation change that I have, like it, it is pretty much just from uh, the 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 willingness to learn and just open up to learn and investing a lot of time to learn. I think in our age, like information is totally totally valuable. Mm-hmm. And if we have more information, it actually help us to make better decisions and see life differently, so on and so forth. And yeah, it helped me a lot. I mean, mostly through books and some other experiences, conversations, stuff like that. So totally invest in that. Uh, like it is not only about learning more about the world, but I think learning more about the world and what's outside has actually helped us to actually understand more about ourselves, what is important, what's uh, great. Uh, what's uh, something we can do better? Uh, what is our identity? What we like? Our passion? Our strengths? And so on and so forth. So, so yeah. So keep an open mind. Always learn. And yeah, I think it's great. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Johnny. Always looking forward to learning from you. And thank you so much for your time.